Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us today, he is the Senior Beef Analyst at Robo Research North America. Lance Zimmerman is with us. Lance, great to talk with you again, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for the invite, Jesse. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining me, Lance. And, uh, you know, your new role, I should say, with Robo Bank, Robo Research. Uh, talk a little bit about this uh, this new position as Senior Beef Analyst here real quick before we, uh, before we jump in, Lance. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Literally, as I mentioned, uh, as we were kind of just getting connected here, I'm, I'm 50 hours into this new position. So uh, it's like drinking out of a fire hose, uh, as I like to say. Um, so we're learning a lot, meeting the new team, uh, getting a, a handle on the data sources, all your typical new employee orientation. Uh, and so I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to the chaos that comes with that. But um, this team's really cool. Um, the reason I, I decided to take this opportunity that was given to me and, and work with this team is the people. I think anytime you, you get involved in one of these situations, uh, people's a focus. Our business is built around it. And so they have a neat team. They have 20 researchers on kind of the North American team that span everything from boot on the ground production ag to consumer goods and trends and, and everything obviously in between. And so that's really exciting. Then you layer into it the fact that their global research team is 75 people. I get the chance to interact with people in China, Mexico, Brazil, Australia, um, Europe, obviously, where the, the home company is located or main company is located. And so uh, it's the size, the scope of the, the opportunity that's here is immense and the opportunity then to leverage those resources uh, to help the industry better understand how to navigate going forward is what it's all about. I'm excited about it. Congratulations again on the new role. And I know, of course, you have years and years of experience, so I know you're hitting the ground running. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the beef market. Let's talk cattle uh, just a little bit, Lance. And a lot of analysts I'm talking to lately, it sounds like you might be in the same camp as we hopefully, presumably, tighten up cattle supplies you know, a lot of folks are friendly, the, the cattle market as we move into the fourth quarter. I mean, we're seeing, you know, feeders around that 180 range, uh, live, you know, fats are anywhere from mid 130s to even up around 150. It, it feels like there's a lot of folks who are friendly and think that there is some upside potential in both those markets here as we get into the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's what's wild. I think, you know, all of us need to have on our radar screen that there's a heightened risk of some demand erosion due to recession risk, inflation pressures, um, consumer spending pullbacks in general, even though we haven't seen them uh, on a historically significant level today. The year over year reductions have been pretty significant from a demand standpoint. But again, if we think back to last year, a lot of the food service segment was still reopening from COVID shutdowns. And so, Restaurant demand was really propping up the beef market. Uh, retail was strong in competing with food service a year ago. Exports were strong. Uh, there's a reason demand was at a 30-year high last year. And, and so as we think about this year, it's certainly been a, a significant pullback from all the positive headwinds of last year. Um, but even if we have a demand pullback, and not just from where we are today, but we have a significant pullback again next year due to demand erosion and recession risk, the supply correction that we're about to see will still allow prices to trend upward. Maybe it's not explosive, but it's still going to be very significant. So you talked about the feeder market. Uh, we're still going to put in our seasonal highs probably around Labor Day, but we're probably not going to see as big of an aggressive break on the backside of those, those highs. 
calf market, we typically go into fall lows. We're going through some pretty significant price appreciation now. If the summer video sales are any indication, that feeder market's going to hold itself a bit better, hold itself together a bit better through this fall run than maybe what we think. Uh, and then likewise, cull cow market, fed cattle market, all those numbers are going to be very well supported from a price standpoint with those tighter supplies as well. So demand has some room. It can still work a little bit lower, still be historically average to above average. But with the supply pullback, we're going to see we're going to still see a very healthy market would be my expectation. And I think as well, talking demand, we look at consumer demand. Obviously, inflation's played a big role in everything here the last few months. We've seen more consumers maybe go for cheaper cuts of beef at the at the grocery store. But on top of that, we think export demand as well. That's another factor that has remained fairly strong. And I think China, I, I saw some numbers here earlier this week, that, you know, this China beef demand has really kind of almost exploded here in recent months, Lance. Yeah. I mean, China still, you know, it's funny. If that type of population base, any type of increase becomes on the back end, a huge number, right? And China was huge for us last year as we navigated through the spring and summer, even into the late early parts of fall, um, they were importing briskets, they were importing fed trim, they were uh, importing your kind of traditional chuck cuts. And then obviously all of the variety meat type items, um, they kind of were a little sleepy through the winter here. I think once they got their buy lined up for the Beijing Olympics, then they hit some COVID issues. Obviously, their Chinese New Year, things kind of slow down, but they've been picking up again as we've gotten the data for spring and early summer. And so as we look at where we've really seen our, our export growth for this year, year to date, it's been China. It's been South Korea. Those are still two very strong markets in terms of their growth markets. They're not mature. Uh, the U.S. market, our domestic consumer, that's a mature market. Uh, we can still make gains there, but we got to temper our enthusiasm because they're going to be incremental. Same thing with Japan. Obviously, it was a huge market for us through the early 2000s and even coming out of the latest recession. But again, it's more of a mature market now. And so when you look at where our big export growth has come this year, it's China, it's South Korea. And then actually it's those countries that collectively are all outside of the top 10, very small markets compared to the top 10 markets, um, but collectively they've been carrying a lot of water. And so as we look going forward, uh, I think, and we think two, three, five years ahead, uh, the thing that excites me the most about growth potential in the U.S. cattle industry is what we can do to become a more global customer, a more global supplier. That's what the pork industry's done. That's what the poultry industry's done. And certainly it comes with its fair share of heartburn and headaches as you navigate through the multiple political layers and, and logistical layers that exist there. But those are where the growth opportunities lie. And we got U.S. beef demand on a solid trajectory. Getting some more growth going forward to fuel that next expansion out of the global markets is going to be key. Well, fantastic thoughts, Lance. Uh, before we run out of time, real quick, anything else we haven't touched on today? No, I appreciate talking to you. Always have a great time on your program. And uh, we need to do this again. We definitely do need to do this again. And we will uh, make this happen again uh, here very soon. But I appreciate the time as well with that. Senior Beef Analyst at Robble Research North America, Lance Zimmerman. Thanks for joining us here today and uh, have a great week. Hey, thanks to you. Same to you. And uh, thanks to all your listeners. Appreciate you all. And that's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.